Amen. Praise God. I'm turning to the book of Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Going to read verse 15. Brother Jared, I could use a little more monitor. Amen. We are sad to announce the uh, passing of Sister Marler. Brother and Sister Marler pastored this church and precious, wonderful people. And uh, they were before the Verrettes came and dear friends to us, very supportive to us. So please remember the Marler family in prayer. Amen. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Elder, will you pray? Amen. And you may be seated. I uh, want to refer to the tongues and interpretation from uh, not last Sunday, but a week ago. Uh, the Lord really dealt with me that uh, people were concentrating on the fact that God said he would protect, he would find, and he would keep us. But uh, I felt like the Lord said they are not understanding the first part, which is very important. It started, I am the Lord and I change not. But my perfection is magnified as ages come and go. I want my church to be the same. I want it to change not, but I want her perfection to be magnified as ages of time come and go. I want you to know your perfection is in my blood. Your perfection is in my spirit. Your perfection is in my word. I do not want you to change. I want you to get a fresh confidence in the work that I have done for you. I will present you to myself. I will bring you to the place without spot and wrinkle. I, it will be my mercy. It will be my grace. It will be my work in you. So I say to the church, change not. Stand by my word. Bask in the traditions. Amen. The Lord really dealt with me that uh, people do not understand what the Lord was saying when he said that his perfection is magnified. As times come and go, and he wanted the church, amen, to be the same, and our perfection to be magnified. Now, I want to explain and set a foundation before we go forward. Jesus was, is, and will always be perfect. In fact, his perfection is beyond 
what we understand as perfection, and we call him holy. Amen. But, and this is where I want you to pay strict attention. I'll get right. His perfection is made complete or magnified as ages come and go. And uh, people do not understand the power of what the Lord was saying. Because we don't like the fact, because we fail to comprehend what the Lord is saying when he said his perfection is made complete or magnified. Because we look at the Lord as holy. But the truth is, God was revealing that his perfection is holiness. But his perfection was not yet complete because he had not endured, he had not went through difficulties. I want to give you three references. Amen. I believe Jesus Christ was God Almighty manifested in flesh. But he was flesh. He was man. The scripture is very clear. We have an intercessor between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Now, the Bible said he was driven by the Spirit in the wilderness. And he was tempted by the devil, Satan. You know, command these stones to be made bread. You've hungered because of your fast. Took him to the pinnacle of the temple. Took him to the height of the mountain. And said that uh, all the kingdoms of the world were his, Satan's, and he would give him. And that if Jesus would just bow down. Now, in that temptation... The Lord's perfection was made complete or magnified. In other words, when you, you've got to look at the scripture in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God as spirit cannot be tempted. I don't think you heard me. God as spirit cannot be tempted. But God in Christ can be tempted, the flesh. Amen. The Bible said that he was yet without sin. That temptation in the wilderness completed or magnified his, protect, his perfection. Are you with me? It magnified and completed his perfection. Go with me in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus is praying, Father, if this cup can pass from me, nevertheless not as I will, but thine be done. He submitted. Amen. Get this. His perfection was completed or magnified in the Garden. It was magnified that he could be put in the place of failure, but yet he didn't. He sinned not. I believe with all my heart, Jesus Christ was just as sinless on the cross 
as he was at birth. He was never tempted. But his perfection was magnified when he submitted. One more example. Jesus on the cross. The Bible tells us he could have called 10,000 angels to set him free. If he had done it, his perfection would not have been complete, Brother Kenny, or magnified. For this cause I came into the world. He basically let Pilate know, you think you're in control, but you're not. Amen. I came for this purpose. How was his perfection magnified, completed? Because as he hung on an old rugged cross, you and I would be tempted to, you know, curse those that did it. But Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That magnified his perfection. Don't you get what I'm saying? All heaven, amen, had to come to attention that his perfection was magnified or completed. It wasn't that he wasn't not perfect before, but in the test, his completion, uh, his uh, magnification of perfection came about. Though he was tempted, the scripture I read into your hearing, he was tempted all in all points such as we, yet without sin. Can anyone, let me put it very simple. Don't you see that his perfection was magnified or greater after he was tempted? Will you allow me this uh, privilege to say his perfection was proven? Come on, anybody with me? His perfection was proven. His perfection was magnified. His perfection was complete. Down through the ages, as the Spirit spoke that day with tongues and interpretation, the Lord said that He changed not, but that His perfection was magnified in time and age. The Lord said, Amen. And I really want you to get this. I, I'm going to read it. I want my church to be the same. I want it to change not. I want her perfection to be magnified as ages of time come and go. Now I really felt what the Lord was speaking so strongly. We live in a different day. We are fighting spirits we never fought before. Can anybody be in a, maybe it's just me, but I think there's others. It's a day of pressure. Anybody lift their hand and say, with me, like never before. I told my wife today, there's a war going on in us. The natural man against the spiritual man. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen. Everybody seems asleep tonight. Brother, turn the heat down to 40. Amen. I tell them to turn it up, but that put them to sleep more. 
I want you to see something with me. What the Lord was saying, that our perfection needed to be magnified, complete. Hallelujah. Now, I want to take a little time. This day we are bombarded by hell like never before. Now, our perfection is not in us. It's not by our ability. But it is by the blood. Brother Kenny, it's by the Spirit. And it's by the Word. Amen. Our, and I want to really, really bring this home. Amen. We've got to get a fresh confidence. We've got to have a revival of understanding that our confidence must not be in perfection that is by our own effort. We're living in a day we fall flat on our face. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? It's war. The spirit of Antichrist is greater than ever before. And we don't wrestle flesh and blood, but we wrestle principalities and power. I thought as the Lord dealt with me so heavily on Sunday, and I uh, said to you that the Lord was saying to me that we look at human faces, but we need to see the spirits behind what's taking place in the world and in our government. Amen. You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me that behind all this garbage there isn't a spiritual influence of hell. Hell wants, hear me, to take, and I'll just use our country, our nation, to low places we've never been before. Abandoning His Word and abandoning what He has always taught us to stand for. Oh, hear me please. I'm telling you that we are in battle days. I'm telling you that we are in a fight. And our perfection, as His perfection was made complete and magnified, our perfection need to be, needs to be magnified and complete. How can that be? It will be by the blood. It will be by the Spirit. It will be by the Word. If I can sum it, amen, in simple statement, you got to get your eyes off yourself and your own ability and get your eyes back on what God's done for you because He is going to present to Himself a church without spot and wrinkle. I'm telling you, I may fall on my face, but I need to magnify my protection, my perfection. I need to magnify the fact that I'm washed in the blood. I need to magnify the fact that I'm filled with the Spirit. I need to magnify the fact that it is the Word of God that keeps me and speaks to me. We must, we must, we must get our eyes off ourselves and get our eyes back on Calvary. 
Oh, come on, somebody. Worship God with me. Amen. Amen. We fall flat on our face. Anybody understand what I'm saying? It's a battle. It's a fight. And I don't always think what I should think. And I don't always say what I should say. And I don't always... I'm going to tell you I've been bishop of this church and pastor of this church for 35 years. But I have never seen a day where I fight such spiritual powers as today. It's a battle. And it's a fight. Amen. And in the battle. And in the fight. I'm not always perfect. But I need to magnify my perfection. What do you mean? That's not where my perfection lies. My perfection lies in the blood. My perfection lies in the spirit. Oh, come on, somebody. We need to magnify our perfection. We need to say, God, my wife may look at me and see orneriness, but when you look at me, you see me through the blood, and you don't see it as long as my heart is right. I want to explain something very powerfully. Amen. If your heart isn't right, if you don't love God and you're not trying to serve Him, you're not in the ball game in the first place. But I'm telling you something. If you love God and you're trying your best, come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? You try your best, but still you fall on your face. Still you come short. You know what the devil will tell you? Amen. God doesn't care about you because you're a loser. And I want to say to hell, that's what you think. I'm a winner. I'm going to magnify my protect perfection. It is in the blood. It is in the spirit. It is in the word. I love the book of First John. It tells us so beautifully. That if we walk in the light, in other words, if we have the right heart purpose, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sins. It is a continuation of process. I think somebody needs to get real big, bold, and bad in the face of hell. Stand to your feet and say, He sees me through the blood. He sees me through the blood. Oh, hallelujah. Does anybody understand? God is telling me to tell the church. Amen. We cannot change. We must stay the same. And our heart purpose must be right. But I want to tell you, the blood of Jesus still cleanses us as we are in fellowship. Oh, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. We need a, a fresh, you may be seated, a fresh revelation of what the Lord has done for us. I was thinking, anybody feel a greater pressure 
in the last days I'm telling you it's a fight and I'm telling you that I felt the Lord told me to tell you this you got to keep your heart right but as long as you're in the flesh you're going to wrestle with the flesh you say, well, I don't believe that. Well, then you don't believe the Apostle Paul. He said, when I would do good, evil's present. He said, that that I would do, I do not. And that that I would not do, I do. No, you know what he was saying? In the flesh we come short. I remember a day, amen, where it was preached that, uh, like I said before, I was uh, saying to myself, it'll be my luck just before the trumpet sounds to lose my temper. And God began to rebuke me and say, don't you have a greater confidence in what I did for you? Your perfection's not in yourself in the first place. Your perfection is in my blood, in my spirit, and in my word. You need to rejoice. We need a fresh revelation of what God's done for us. I said we need a fresh revelation of what God's done for us. We need to magnify our perfection. Magnify the blood. Magnify the spirit. Magnify the word. Oh, hallelujah. You see, we have a tendency, and I'm not trying to weaken, I'm building. We have a tendency to look at the apostles in the early church as perfection in their flesh. And it just wasn't so. You know, Paul, other disciple, got in a big dispute over whether to take John Mark on a missionary journey. The Bible said the disagreement was so greatly that they separated and went different ways. You look at that and you think, man, they got into it hot and heavy. To the point, now the thing that thrills me, when you read the later, later epistles, all that was changed and restored. John Mark was restored. They were restored to each other. Because you see, our perfection isn't in our own ability. Our perfection is in the blood, the spirit, and the word. I don't think you're getting it because you should be dancing the aisle. You should be jumping up and down saying, Hey, I've been ornery, but i got a hope. I've fallen flat on my face, but I've got a hope. I want to magnify my perfection. Don't you limit the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you one of the biggest obstacles as a, an evangelist and a pastor has been Praying for people who literally believe that God won't forgive them. Over the years, I've had to do it. Pray. 
really wanted to slap him silly, but couldn't. Because you know what they were saying to me? They were saying the blood isn't strong enough to cleanse me. They said, oh, no, no, I wasn't. Yes, you are. Amen. Blaspheme in the Holy Ghost? Yes, unforgivable. But you've got to understand, blaspheme in the Holy Ghost is entering back into unbelief. Somebody that's blasphemed the Holy Ghost isn't going to pray. They don't believe anymore. They've went back into unbelief. Amen. It's a horrible thing. I'm not trying to minimize it. But I'm telling you, I want to throw open the doors of the church and tell every backslider in Flint, there's hope. Don't minimize my perfection, because my perfection is in the blood. My perfection is in the Spirit. My God have mercy. My perfection is in the Word. We need to magnify. Jesus magnified His perfection in the garden. Amen. In the temptation and on the cross. We need to magnify our perfection. It's not in our ability, but it is by the love and the power of God. If He's not willing, any should perish. But all should come to repentance. Then He's saying there's hope. I want to say this very strongly. The devil's been lying to some of you, and you're discouraged. You put your hope in your own ability, and it'll never work. But you need to stand, and I don't mean this audaciously, but you need to stand in the face of hell and say, wait a minute. You're right. In my flesh, I'm not perfect. In my will, I'm not perfect. But brother, uh, oh, I don't want to call Satan brother. Devil, I want you to know, I'm washed in the blood. I'm called by the name. I'm filled with the Spirit. I'm directed by the Word. I'm going to magnify my perfection. You want something to praise God about? I don't know anything greater, Brother Larry, than to say, He sees me through the blood. He keeps me by the Word. He directs me by the Spirit. I want to give somebody some hope, and I want you to understand what God was saying. His perfection was magnified. Was he any more perfect? No. But his perfection was magnified because he was put to the test. Yet without sin. Without sin. He became my spotless lamb. He became my Passover. I've been reading in my study about the Passover in Egypt. When the blood of a kid, a goat, or a lamb was placed on the doorposts of the houses of the people of Israel, both side posts and the upper, there was no blood on the lower post because it was a type of the blood of Jesus. 
And Jesus wasn't going to have the type of his blood trampled. But there was blood on both side posts and on the upper. And when the death angel came through and he saw the blood, he passed that house and death didn't come. What I'm telling you, there's blood on the sides of my doorpost. There's blood on my upper doorpost. Death has no more authority. You say, oh, this flesh shall die and be put in a coffin. That's right. But my spirit will go back to God that gave it because that's the eternal part. Because my perfection is not of myself. I want to go. I want to shout in every individual's ear. Devil's lying to you, telling you you can't make it. It was never by your ability in the first place. I'm not saying you don't have to have the right heart purpose. You do. Anybody ever failed when you didn't want to? Oh, boy. Get your handkerchiefs out. We've got several with halos. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you think that he said in 1 John that our fellowship would cause the cleansing of the blood, you think that's there because we're never going to fail? It's there because we will! Thank God for the blood. Anybody, come on, I want to know who's with me. Who understands what I'm saying? We need to magnify our perfection. We need to magnify our perfection. It is not in us. Oh, we've got to have the right heart purpose. But it is not in us, never has been in us. I'm telling somebody, I feel this so. Devil's been lying to you. You've been discouraged. you God doesn't care about you. Devil's in telling you you've failed too many times. You've come short too many times. I rebuke that because you're limiting the power of the blood. Don't tell me want every person in this building to lift their right hand, open palm, which is a sign, to render, a sign of surrender, and say, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Don't want to go over, but I want you to hear me. I've had to go to court with people. People who I knew were guilty. The judge says, uh, uh, how do you plead? You know what I say? In the court of heaven, how do you plead? I plead the blood. I said, I plead the blood. Does that mean you're not guilty? No, it's probably that I am guilty. But I plead the blood. Does it mean that you haven't done? No, I probably have, but I plead the blood. Because sin can't stand in the presence of the blood. It washes. G.T. Haywood, a man, the great 
pastor of Christ's temple in Indianapolis years ago, wrote many songs as he was impressed by the Holy Ghost. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. God, I'm asking your spirit to breathe new life into weak, battle-ridden Christians. I'm asking you to, oh God, just breathe strength. Because we're fighting things we don't understand. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be truthful with you. There's stuff going on in our government, and I don't understand. I'm 74 years old, and I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. It's an unstable day. But I plead the blood. But I plead the blood. I don't know what's ahead in the next week or so. But I do know one thing. My confidence is in the redeeming power of Jesus Christ. I'm going to magnify my perfection. I'm going to say my perfection is made complete by your blood, by your spirit. And by your word. Brother Kurt, I believe this so strong. I want to walk up and down the aisle and grab people and shake them. And say, tell the devil. He's a liar and father of them. Tell him you plead the blood. When that uh, the court of heaven says, how do you plead? I'm going to say, I plead the blood. You know what God's going to say? The accuser of the brethren is before God night and day. Did you see him do this? Did you see him think that? Did you see him speak that? And you know what Jesus says? I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, but God, he did that. You know that Waller guy. You know the honorary person he is. Just ask Gloria. But when he stands before the court of heaven and he pleads the blood, I'm going to tell you what he's saying. I'm washed. I'm cleansed. I'm made whole. And when they ask God, do you remember what Brian did? God, no, I don't remember that. Yeah, but he did this and he did that. And the Lord said, but I don't remember that. How do you bleed? I bleed the blood. Amen. And so it's cast in the sea of forgetfulness. As far, I've never been able to figure this out. As far as east is from west. Brother Kenny, I've never been able to figure out how far east is from west. Because when I go east, I can only go east so far and I hit west. I only go west so far, and I hit east. 
But as far as they are from each other is where my sins are cast. Oh, precious is the flow. That makes me white as snow. Can someone agree with me? Our perfection's in the blood. Who will lift their hand and confess, I still fail, I still come short. But when he sees me, he sees me through the blood. I want to give you hope. We need to magnify our perfection. What does that mean? I'm going to tell you, and I'm closing. Jesus' perfection was magnified at the temptation. Because he was tempted yet without sin. It was magnified in the garden because he defeated the spirit of the flesh when he said, not my will but thine be done. It was defeated in his perfection was magnified. doesn't mean that he wasn't perfect before. It just means it was magnified. It was made bigger to our sight. Father! Forgive them, for they know not what they do. You know what he just did, Brother Kenny? He magnified his perfection. I want to stand before you and magnify my perfection. God, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. You know what? When I came into the church... And I don't mean this in a critical way, but we sang a lot more about the blood. We did. My wife will remember. We sang a lot more about the blood. Well, you know what we were doing? We were magnifying our perfection. Someone stand with me and say, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. Of the Lamb, there is power, wonder-working power, in the precious blood. You know, some of the young people don't even know that. That's sad. Because we need to magnify our perfection. There is power, power, wonder-working power, in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, Wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And what can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other found i know nothing but the blood of g what are you doing bishop i'm magnifying my perfection hallelujah it's not by might or by power but by, by my spirit thus saith the lord Lord, let a sweet revival of your spirit sweep over this congregation. 
I'm going to say this and then I make an invitation. David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I'm telling you, we need to pray, Lord, hide your word in my heart. What am I doing? I'm magnifying my perfection. And this is how I want to make an invitation. I feel like the devil's been picking on. Telling some, you can't make it. Telling some, you've went too far. You've done wrong. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's just not true. The Lord sent me to speak this tonight. Because He wants every person in this building today to be saved and ready when He comes. And we can't do it on our own effort. But Christ in us, the hope of glory, Colossians 1.27 puts it so beautifully. Say this, He is my victory. Come on, say this, He's my victory. He's my perfection. This altar is open for anybody that wants to come pray. Thank you for your blood. I plead the blood. Oh, Lord. I want to magnify my perfection in your blood, in your spirit, in your word.